Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Do me a favor and take up your Bibles. Let's keep our minds set on God. I want us to go quickly to our text. Psalm chapter 141. Psalm chapter 141. I want us to look at verses 3 and 4. If you don't have it, it's on our screen. Psalm 141. Verse number 3 says, Set a guard, O O Lord, over my mouth. Somebody say, my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Somebody say, my lips. Do not incline my heart to any evil thing to practice wicked works with men who work iniquity. And do not let me eat of their delicacies. The psalmist says, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth and keep a watch over the door of my lips. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject this morning, the source of our words, the source of our words. Tell your neighbor, the source of your words. I'm going to kick off a new sermon series this morning um, entitled, Let the Words of My Mouth. Tell your neighbor, you need wisdom for your words. Yeah, you need wisdom for your words. It's important to note that the words of our mouth carry tremendous weight. I don't know about anybody else, but your words carry weight. In other words, it matters what comes out of our mouth. Here's why it matters, because we'll have to give an account for what comes out of our mouth. On the day of judgment, for the that we speak, we're going to have to give an account. And, and watch this, not just every intentional word, but every idle word. We're going to have to give an account for Watch what Jesus declares and warns us of in Matthew 12, 36. He says, I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. And the Greek translation of that word idle in this text is the word argos, which means thoughtless. Somebody say thoughtless. Unprofitable. Somebody say unprofitable. And watch this also injurious. Somebody say injurious. Yet many to include believers thinks we have the green light. Watch this. I know I'm talking to a whole bunch of grown folk. We think we got the green light to say what's ever on our minds without reservation. Somebody say thoughtless. Yeah, yeah, simply to tell it how it is without concern for the hearer. Somebody say unprofitable. And we think we got the green light to just give people a piece of our mind with an intent to harm. Somebody say injurious. Yeah, yeah, we we, we grown folk, y'all. We think we can just say what's ever on our mind. We think we can give people a piece of our mind. We think that we can just say whatever comes in our thought process. But somebody say the devil is a lie. Yeah, yeah, you can't just say what you want to say. As a matter of fact, I'm going to preach one sermon in this sermon series. Watch how you talk to me. Somebody say, watch how you talk to me. I don't know about you, but you can't talk to me any kind of way. Yet while many are more concerned with giving people a piece of their mind, God is warning us to be mindful of what comes out of our mouths. 
He's, he's asking us to be mindful. So the critical questions we got to ask ourselves is, are we mindful of the words that come out of our mouths? Ask your neighbor, are you mindful? I don't know about anybody else, but if we're not careful or mindful of the words that come out of our mouths, we could lose some good friends. Uh, we could lose some good relationships. You can lose out on some blessings by what comes out of your mouth. Somebody say, watch how you talk to me. Because we'll be, we will be judged for our every word. Yet it's important to note, I need us to catch this and catch this real well, that not only do our words have um, an eternal weight, this eternal weight. In other words, in glory, I'm going to have to give an account. But it also has an earthly weight. Someone say earthly. Watch this. And I, I believe I put this on our screens. I need you to understand something. Uh, words have caused men to be deceived. That we can find that in Proverbs 7 5. Y'all know it's some slick folk that know how to talk real good. Y'all know they say they got the gift of gab. I done been deceived. And I don't know about this. Y'all just stay with me. The pastor's still saved. But some men know how to talk some women right out of their drawers. Somebody say deceived. Words have caused men to be, somebody say divided. You know, you start listening to folk and you just start making up stuff. And then you be like, yeah, girl, I know what you're talking about. And it causes division. Yeah, yeah. Watch this. Words have even caused men to die. Somebody say, you better watch how you talk to me. You think you're big and bad. You're trying to. I, I done seen some road raid incidents that have ended, somebody say, in death. Yeah. Our words, our words, our words matter. Tell your neighbor your words matter. And despite what you may think, a tongue void of thought can get you in a whole heap of trouble. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting real southern with y'all a whole heap of trouble. And the reality is our words both have earthly and eternal implications. Consider what Proverbs 18, 21 declares. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat of its fruits. This means our words will determine if we will perish or prosper. Somebody say my words. Yeah, y'all can't just be playing with the words that come out of your mouth. And even beyond our ability to prosper and likelihood, our ability to perish, our words will determine, watch this, if God is pleased. I think that's the greatest um, implication of our words. It's not that if I just prosper, it's not that if I might prosper, but somebody say I want God to be pleased with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every word that comes out of your mouth will determine if God is pleased. Some of y'all might be saying, no, Pastor Keith, that ain't true. I, don't, I ain't getting down with all, none of that. Watch what Psalm 1914 says. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. In other words, the words produced from our mouths will even determine if God is pleased. The psalmist says, I want it to be acceptable. In other words, pleasing in thy sight. So the questions we got to ask ourselves is, watch this. Is God pleased with what comes out of our mouths? Did he fly, watch this, did he find pleasure in that conversation? Yeah, yeah, did he take delight in that call? Did he get glory out of our communication? Some of y'all on the phone gossiping about folk that God loves and God ain't pleased with them words. So, so, because what comes out of our mouths, watch this, matters to God. What a weight that our words carry. And this is why throughout this sermon series, I want to provide us wisdom for our words. I, I, I want us to be mindful of what comes out of our mouths. 
So over the next several weeks, I want to talk about the strength of our words. Yeah, somebody say, my words have strength. I want to talk to us and tell us how to put a little seasoning on our words. Somebody say, watch how you talk to me. And then I want to talk about the subjection of our words. I don't just want my mouth to run me, but I want to run my mouth. Y'all caught what I just said? I don't want my mouth to run me, but I'm going to run my mouth. And not like how y'all thinking, because some of y'all know how to run your mouth. Because wisdom concerning these will determine if our words are acceptable in his sight. But even more, I want us to examine the source of our words. And somebody might be saying, why is this significant? Why do I need to know where, where the root of my words from my mouth come from? Because you will never be able to have subjection over your words until you know the source of your words. Yeah, You ain't going to never be able to control your mouth until you realize where that stuff came from. In other words, you can't control your mouth until you understand what compels your mouth. Yet the good news is that our foundational text gives us revelation concerning the source of our words. And it's interesting to note that the psalmist begins verse 3 of our foundational text by pleading with the Lord to guard his mouth and to keep watch over his lips. And then immediately he speaks concerning the, in the inclination of his heart. Somebody might be saying, why is this significant? Because, watch this, the psalmist knew that the seed of his heart was the source of his words. Uh, somebody say, it's in my heart. I believe I put this on the screen, but our words are derived from our hearts. Our words are dictated by our hearts, and our words dwell in our hearts. Somebody say, get your heart right. Because watch what Jesus declares in the latter portion of Matthew 12, 34. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. This means the birthing of our words begins with our hearts. Yeah, yeah. The reason why it came up out of you, because somebody say it was already in you. Yeah, it was already in you. So before we can guard our mouths, we must first understand how to guard our hearts. And the psalmist gives us wisdom on how we can do so. So it as, as it is with the psalmist, so it must be with us. My prayer this morning is that we might understand the source of our words so that our words might be pleasing and acceptable in this sight. So let's go to work, y'all. Let's look at verse number three. The Bible says, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Authority over your words begins with authority that you have over the access to your heart. I'll never have authority over my words unless I can give, watch this, have authority of what that has access to my heart. Somebody say, guard your heart. Watch this because I need us to understand something and understand this really critically. The reason why many believers are unable to control their mouths is because many believers don't manage the boundaries around their hearts. Somebody say, manage boundaries. Too many believers allow their hearts, watch this, to be exposed to any and every environment. Somebody say, guard your heart. We, we allow our hearts to engage in any and every deed. You want to dibble and dabble in everything. And we allow our hearts to entertain any and every conversation. Y'all know we got a lot of eavesdroppers. Ooh, somebody say, don't entertain every conversation. Because you're trying to figure out what's going on with such and such. It's a conversation that your heart did not need to entertain. And despite what you may believe, what you entertain, hear this, you give authority to enter in. Somebody say access. 
not only the words produced from our mouth, but even people. I need, I need y'all to hear that. I'm just dropping this off real quick. It, it, what, what, even when you entertain people, you give them access to enter into your heart. So I said, don't entertain everything. This is why your mama ain't let y'all watch everything on TV, listen to every kind of music. Y'all mama wasn't even saved, but she knew that if you entertain it, it would enter in. You trying to entertain that little boy, and that's why he got on up in you. See, y'all don't like that. Someone say entertain. Uh, consider how we're warned against him. this, and I ain't saying nothing that ain't in the Bible. Let me give you Bible. Watch how Solomon said um, concerning the harlot. Y'all know we just, I'm just keeping it real saved this morning. I could say another word, but, but the harlot says, do not let your heart turn aside to her ways and do not stray into her paths. In other words, don't even go around her. Because if you go around her, you're going to find yourself entrapped by her. Somebody say, entertain. So we're entertaining stuff and unknowingly we're giving it access to our hearts. Ooh, somebody say, don't entertain it. Because if the heart entertains it, that gives it permission to enter in. And if we can be honest, we entertain the wrong conversation, the wrong connection, and we entertain the wrong companionship. And those who gain access to our hearts. The only reason that you heartbroken over that knucklehead is because you entertain the wrong conversation. And now you all heartbroken over somebody that ain't no good. Somebody say you shouldn't even entertain it. Yeah! Help us, God. Even more, if we can be honest, that conversation, watch this, you entertain the wrong conversation and you find yourself um, engaging in gossip just because of a conversation. That connection caused us to speak deceit. They started talking about them and you just felt like you got to go along to get along and you, you're starting to operate in deceit. And that, com that companionship, I know you may not like this, but that companionship can cause you to cuss. Someone say the wrong connection. We gave something access to our hearts that did not please God. And this is why we're admonishing the New International Version. Watch this. A Proverbs 4.23. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do, watch this, flows from it. That means everything we do to include our words, we speak, flow from our hearts. So God is saying, I need you to guard it. And listen, I ain't trying to be super deep. But some of y'all, if some Beyonce song, somebody say you just need to leave alone. I know you want to be a part of the beehive, but somebody say leave it alone. And listen, the only reason I know a few songs today, y'all, is because I got to work with teens and stuff. That's all. That's all. It, 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 it ain't in my playlist. It ain't in my playlist. But it's but but it's real, y'all. And we entertain stuff. Y'all know some of y'all watch scary movies and, and then end up having nightmares because you allowed it to enter in. Ooh, somebody say don't entertain it. Now your behind can't even get no good sleep because you watching scary movies. Ah, this is why we must be mindful of what or even who has access to our hearts. I had to learn this, y'all. I don't let everybody get in certain spaces of my life. 
And now I'm losing it because I done lost out on people who have never had no good intentions for me in the first place. Listen, I'm going to start doing interviews on folk. If you want to be in my life, we got, listen, I need a resume. I need to know where you came from. I need to know who your mama is because I gave you access to a place that you did not belong. Now we crying over folk that ain't no good. Somebody say, they ain't no good. Therefore, if we desire to be mindful of our words, we must manage our hearts. We've got to manage them. We've got to ask ourselves, watch this. We've got to ask ourselves, what or who has access to my heart? What do we allow our hearts to entertain or rather, watch this, be exposed to? Because you're going to start talking just like them. You know, um, a few years ago, me and my wife had a foster daughter. Several years ago, we was, some folks said we was crazy because we took in a teen in our 20s. And one of the things that she used to say, she used to say, you and Serena got your own language. And the only reason I started talking like her because she had access to my heart. Hey, y'all know how you had, just had little pet peeves with those that you're connected to. You got little things that that's just between me and you. You know, it's an insider because I gave them access to my heart. So it's the same thing with the words that come out of, out of our mouths. If you give it access, watch this, you give it authority. Someone say, to enter in. Your mama ain't trying to be mean. She's just trying to keep you from allowing some things to enter in. Because the root of our words are determined by where we allow our heart to reside. Watch what 1 Corinthians 15.33 declares. I think I, I, I saw something you posted earlier this week, Marina. I don't even know if it was this morning, but I was like, she all in my sermon. Watch what, watch what the text says. Don't be fooled by those who say such things for bad company corrupts good character. That means your company will corrupt your character and your company will also corrupt your communication. Yeah, you get around the wrong folks, you start realizing, oh, I ain't know I cuss like that. I cuss real good. And I've seen this, y'all. Y'all seen it. It's, y'all think it's funny, but that two-year-old cuss because they, they're connected to their mama that they love and who cusses well. I see my mama. I love my mama. My mama has access to my heart. And it's funny that they say all those words. Somebody say it, it really ain't funny. It's because they mama cussed that two-year-old. Pick that up from their mama. Your speech is vulgar because the friends you love have vulgar speech. And the reason they gossip is because the co-workers they love gossip as well. This is why the source of our words is determined by what has access to someone guard your heart. I'm, listen, I'm not trying to make you, um, um, like you, like you like you don't live in the world. Listen, we, we live in the world. We're not of the world. So I'm not trying to tell you just to be in your prayer closet 24-7. I'm not saying that. But we do have to be mindful of what has access to our hearts. Yeah, you keep listening to the Beehive and Beyonce all day long. That thing going to start coming up out of your mouth. And everything, some of that stuff is demonic. I, I'm, that's another sermon series. That's for somebody else to preach. But I, I just watch the words. So if we want to guard our hearts, watch guard our words. We must guard our hearts. Y'all keep listening to it if you want to. Somebody say, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I used to love plies, but I can't listen to plies no more. 
Y'all, no, nobody don't go Google blind. Y'all gonna say, Pastor out here wilding, yeah. 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 Watch, watch, watch what verse 4a says. Do not incline my heart to any evil thing. It's important to know that, watch this, the words of your mouth live off what your heart lusts after. The words of our mouth lives off of what our heart lusts after. Therefore, it's critical to understand that the source of your words is not only determined, watch this, by what has access to your heart, but also what has the adoration of your hearts. <laughs> because if we can be honest, that song our heart likes, we're going to sing. That man that our heart loves, we're going to talk about. And that memory that our heart endears, we will reenact. The adoration. Somebody say adoration. Yet it's important to know that because we are born in flesh, our hearts are innately inclined to flesh. I need y'all to understand that. So, so I don't want nobody thinking that, that we just so deep. Pastor give you just above all of that. You don't realize. No, our hearts are wrapped in flesh. I need us to understand that. So innately, it's going to be inclined to the things of the flesh. Don't be so deep that I'm going that you ain't rhyme with me. Uh, this is why, watch what Jeremiah 17, 9 says. The heart is deceitful above all things. Somebody say, my heart. And desperately wicked. So somebody might be saying, Pastor Kid, I can't help what comes out of my mouth because my heart is out of control. Someone say, desperately wicked. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. So how can I control what my heart adores? The only reason believers' hearts are out of control is because many believers have failed to circumcise their hearts. Because I know my heart is desperately wicked and it's out of control, someone say, I've got to circumcise it. Yeah, I got to circumcise my heart. And uh, somebody might be saying, Pastor Keith, what does that mean? Consider the beginning portion of Jeremiah 4 and 4. Circumcise yourselves to the Lord and take away the foreskins of your heart. The prophet Jeremiah was saying, and he knew what the people of God fed that they would also be full of. Whatever you feed, you'll also be full of. So the way that I circumcise my heart is don't feed it the wrong stuff. Oh, somebody say, don't feed it the wrong stuff. Uh, I know it might be out of control, but I'm not going to let you be out of control. I'm not going to feed what my heart adores. Because hear this, your heart can adore what you don't make available. Now that's good news right there. Some say don't make it available. Don't give your flesh what it wants. Because watch this. If we can be honest, most of the time, our flesh wants to cuss. There was, and I said this a few weeks ago, there was somebody that I wanted to cuss out Somebody say royally. I told my wife, oh, she's going to get it. And I kept thinking on that thing. I had to not make those thoughts not available. Y'all act all deep if you want it. Some folks. And then when you're unable to defend yourself. Thing rise up in you and you don't think about the consequences all you want to do yeah 
I said, Serena, if you don't pray right now, if we can be honest, our flesh wants to complain. I, I, I don't want to be on my face. I don't want nobody encouraging me with no scripture. I want to complain about my current circumstance. Nobody told Sometimes I'll be, I, I, I just don't want to do right. And our flesh wants to criticize. Yeah, I want to tell you about yourself. I want to tell you what I don't like about this. I want to tell you. And when we give into our flesh, our hearts, what the flesh of our hearts, then it governs the words of our mouth. Give into that stuff. Is that stuff going to come right out? You start, you start harboring it. You start thinking on it. You start meditating on it. You start rehearsing what you're going to say because I got this thing down pat real good. And if I give in, it's going to come out of my mouth. Ooh, thank you, God, for the Holy Ghost. Ooh, the Holy Ghost saved her. Huh? Say, I don't save me, but I feel she got saved too. Man. But the devil is alive. We must give our hearts something else to adore. If we desire for our words to be acceptable and pleasing in the Lord's sight, we got to be like the psalmist in Psalm 84, verse 2. He says, my soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. And my heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. We've got to command our hearts to long for God. Sometimes you got to command your spirit to long for God. Listen, I know my heart is out of control, but you're going to long for God. And here's, here's a critical thing about this. When I started working out, somebody say a long time ago. It wasn't that long, but a long time ago. When you start working out, your body wants to do it. In the beginning, it does not feel good. In the beginning, you're trying to find, find time. You'd be like, oh, I got to talk myself, prep myself. But your body begins to fiend working out. So in other words, it has to be the same way with our hearts. You can't, you can't reserve your heart to adore God on Sunday alone. Someone say it ain't going to work. So I've got to command my spirit, even when I got trust in my eyes, that I'm going to bless his name. Even when I don't want to go to work, that I gotta lift up a hallelujah. I've got to command my heart. You gonna obey and adore the Lord. Many of us are obeying our hearts, and we've got to tell our hearts. Somebody say to obey. Uh, You wonder why you're talking and you're running your mouth like that. Who help us today, God? Because I said, as I said before, what your heart longs after, your words will live off of. And if we can be honest, watch this. You can know what or who someone hearts adores by paying attention to what comes out of their mouth. Oh, I know, I know you like that little boy because you keep talking about him. You like to say, oh, you know he got this little car, you know he got this new job. Why are you talking about him so much? Because your heart adores him. Listen, don't let folk try to pump you up like they adore you. Watch what comes out of their mouth. Not hanging around jealous folk. Not hanging around folk that act like they can't be in my presence. All I got to do is listen to what comes out of their mouth. Watch this. So, so this is how the, the, new, the, the saints of old, we knew they loved God. They would say, he's been too good to me to keep it to myself. But what, what, what comes out of your mouth? In other words, they had hearts that adored God. So here's a good litmus test, y'all. 
<laughs> Here's a good litmus test for what your heart adores. What consumes your speech? The reason I talk about my wife so much, because my heart adores her. Is there something that you talk about more than God and the things of God? I'm not saying just be up here in the heavenly heavens. I know you in the third heavens. I ain't, I'm not saying all of that. But you got to be careful of what consumes your speech. It's going to reveal something about y'all. I know folk that love to work out. I know folk that, that, that love cars and antique cars. I know folk that love techie stuff because that's all they talk about. So you know what your heart adores by what comes out of their mouth. Uh, so that, that's a good litmus test. How much do you really talk about the God you say you love? Because if so, watch this, they may just be what has the adoration of their hearts. That's what the psalmist says in our foundational text. He says, do not incline my heart to any evil thing. Because if your heart is inclined to anything more than God and the things of God, it will be revealed by what comes out of your mouth. Help us today, God. Hear this. The source of our words is by what has the adoration of our hearts. Got to manage the access. Manage. Your mama ain't trying to just keep you in a closed closet. They ain't trying to lock you off in the world. But it's some stuff you don't need in your ears. It is some stuff that your eyes don't need to see. This is why the Bible says about there's such things that you should not even speak of. Because we don't want it to get gain access to our hearts. Got to be careful about what our heart adores. You, No, I'm not going to obey my heart, but my heart is going to obey me. Now watch what 4B says. To practice wicked works with men who work iniquity. And do not let me eat of their delicacies. What governs our hearts will also govern our mouths. In other words, what rules your heart will rule your mouth. Uh, this is why in order to take dominion over our words, we must first take dominion over our hearts. Some of say take dominion over your heart. I know this may, um, um, be, we may say this unknowingly, but it's dangerous. Y'all ever heard folks say, just follow your heart. Somebody say that's dangerous. The devil is a lie. I would not follow my heart, but my heart would follow me. In other words, we must have dominion over our hearts as Christ has dominion over us. And the problem with a lot of our mouths and the reason why we're so loose with our lips is because first Christ ain't got dominion over you. You can't take dominion over your heart until Christ has dominion over you. Ask your neighbor, does he have dominion over you? Yeah, a loose lip will reveal a lot about you. Oh, watch this. Uh, we must have dominion over our hearts as Christ has dominion over us. We will not say what we feel like. Tell your neighbor, I ain't going to say what I feel like. Uh, we will not talk depending on our mood that day. Y'all know, some folks, you just, you just don't, if they got a bad mood, you just don't want to be around them because you know what might come out of their mouth. Someone say the devil is a lie. And we will not just go with the flow and give no thought to our words. This is why we're admonished in 2 Corinthians 10.5 with these words. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. But you can't do that if you yourself ain't obedient to Christ. Can't do it. Someone say, can't do it. 
And it's important to note that word thought in that text is the Greek word noema. And one definition of this word is the heart. So really what it's saying is that you got to bring your heart captive to the obedience of Christ. But listen, if, if, if Christ has not first held me captive, I can't hold my heart captive. Somebody say, give your life to Christ. All these folk that's running around their mouth just, wow. They are, that's a litmus test that they have not been held captive by Christ themselves. Yet the sad reality for many believers is that their heart rules them rather than their heart being ruled by God. This is why the source of our words is determined by where our heart abides. Does my heart rule me or does God rule my heart? Y'all got to ask yourself that. Does my heart rule me or does God rule my heart? And this is why many believers can't rule their mouths. They say what they want to say. They talk how they want to talk. And whatever they think comes out of their mouth. This means, hear this, your speech will always reveal who your heart is subject to. Always. Someone say always. Yeah, I I can tell you right there. I know you an apostle. I know you a bishop. I know you a missionary. I know you all of that. But that's a title you gave yourself and not God. Because you don't know how to talk to the people of God. You come in, you sit, you think you're so high and mighty. Nobody can't say hi because you're in the heavens of heavens. No, that's not true. You are in hell somewhere because you do not belong to God. Y'all don't like that. If you don't know how to talk to folk, your heart does not belong to God. And we go around the churches with folk that can talk to me any kind of way. No, somebody say, don't talk to me any kind of way. Yeah, you about to watch what you say to me. I says, this means, watch what Proverbs 15, 20 says, I'm going to give you Bible. The heart of the righteous studies how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil. So all you're doing is talking about, you don't know how to talk to me, you don't know how to say hi. Somebody say, that's Bible, that's not Pastor Keith. Okay, I just want y'all to know, some of y'all favorite pastors don't belong to God. So, 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 the critical question is, what do the contents of your mouth reveal about who has captured your heart? I hope y'all see this. What do the contents of our mouths reveal about who has captured our hearts? And listen, somebody say it's a work in progress. Here's why I want to say this. Some people really will get on your nerves. Y'all heard what I said? I need y'all to catch what I just said. Some people really will get on your nerves. So I've got to tell my heart that i got to still respect them. i got to tell my heart that I still got to love on them. Because folks, listen, let my wife, my wife is a living witness that some days I get on her nerves. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So, so I've got to make sure that my heart it's always captured by God. Because if it's not, I'm going to say some stuff that you ain't going to like. And it's going to be some days, watch this, Miss Alvera. I'm going to get on your nerves. You heard what I just said? There's going to be days when the pastor going to get on your nerves. You got to make sure, because I'm wrapped in flesh, God always captured my heart. Let people be allowed to have bad days. 
but I don't want to respond in a way that's going to cause that day to be worse. Capture my heart, God. I could have lost my, my wife about a million times if God ain't captured my heart. Y'all hear what I'm saying? This is why the psalmist in our foundational text pleads with God that his heart does not practice wickedness. That he does not participate with those who do iniquity and it does not find pleasure in wickedness. He says, God, don't, don't let my heart practice wickedness, wickedness. Don't let me participate with those who do iniquity. Let my heart have no pleasure in wickedness. Because if wickedness rules our hearts, then wickedness will also rule the words of our mouths. Hear this, I'm done, y'all. It's critical that we understand the source of our words. And the real big thing is, yes, it has earthly implications. I, I'm telling you, I'm a living witness. I done lost some folk in friendships because of what has come out of my mouth. But I think the greater tragedy is that God is saying, the psalmist says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in my sight. I want God to be pleased. Someone say, I want God to be pleased. Yeah, I want God to be pleased. And I said this earlier, the birthing of our words begins with our hearts. Therefore, we can never guard our mouths until we first guard our hearts. And then I want to include believers. Watch this. If you got a loose mouth, you've got a loose heart. Ask somebody say, no boundaries. Yeah, you got a loose mouth, you also have a loose heart. Unchecked and unguarded. Because our words matter to God then it matters how we manage our hearts. This is why the psalmist pleaded with God, and I need us to understand this, and understand this real good. The source of our words begins with what has access to our hearts. Somebody say, don't entertain everything. Don't do it, don't do it. It's also determined by the adoration of our hearts. What does my heart adore? But somebody say, I got to circumcise my heart. And watch this. The abiding of our hearts. Where does my heart rule? And my heart shouldn't rule me, but God should rule my heart. And I've said this before, it's critical to understand. We cannot make our words subject to us until we first know the source of our hearts. I'm done, y'all. I want to do something a little bit different this morning. Somebody might be saying, my mouth has been out of control. I want you to come to this altar. I don't want to pray for you. I want you to pray for yourself. The altar is open. I, listen, I had to repent myself because I was complaining. And listen, y'all, I'm asking for the forgiveness of my own church. Y'all heard me preach sermons and complain so much about my job. I had to ask God, what's wrong with my heart? So listen, I'm on this altar as well. Anybody else that need to be up here? I'm asking God for forgiveness. My thoughts have been out of control. They've been wicked. There's some folk that I want to take out. If I just had the chance, I'll take them out because of what's in my heart. That's you. I want you to come on this altar. Your mouth ain't been right. You've been talking to your wife, your husband the wrong way. You've been talking about people the wrong way. The altar is open. Come on. 
Hey, begin to pray for yourself, those on the altar. And if y'all are in this place, pray for us. Father, we thank you. Come on, come on. Ask God for forgiveness. Clean our hearts, God, we pray. The altar is open. I've been too loose with my lips. My heart is unchecked and unguarded. Help us today, God. Help us today. Come on, begin to pray for your neighbor, your sister, and your brother. Begin to pray for these on the altar. Father, myself, I'm asking for forgiveness. Clean our hearts, God, we pray. Wash us and make us white as snow. Help us today, God, we pray. Come on, begin to pray. Ask God for forgiveness. Every layer of your heart. Every thought that is unchecked and unguarded. I've let those thoughts linger too long that they've contaminated my heart. Help us today, God. Help us today, God. Help us today, God. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Clean our hearts, clean our hearts, clean our hearts. Father, we love you. Father, we love you. Father, we love you. Clean our hearts. Help us to circumcise our hearts. In the name of Jesus, God. We did not know, God, we thought that our hearts were piercing men. And, and our words were piercing men, God. But really what it was, they were unpleasing in my sight. Help us today, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Forgive us, God, we pray. Those on this altar, we ask for your forgiveness. We ask for your forgiveness for every conversation, for every time we criticize, for every time we complain. God, we ask for your forgiveness today. God, this pastor, these on this altar, clean our hearts, we pray. We honor and we love you. And God, even us, God, that are in the congregation, help us to know the source of our words. Help us to guard that which has access to our hearts. Help us to clean up and make sure the wrong thing or the wrong person doesn't have the adoration of our hearts. And God, we know who rules our hearts. And that's you and you alone. And every believer that believes, somebody say, thank God. 